Episode of the Year Sports Show. I'm your host, Big Baby, aka the Soul of R&B. To my bottom left, what? I am missing an organ. Um, BK Nat, <laughs> are you feeling? What's going better? on, everybody? Not necessarily. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm in trouble. Uh, I shouldn't even be on the show right now. I'm I'm watching my back because I think my wife is going to kill me. I'm supposed to be on bed rest. Oh, you're gonna die. Okay. To the yeah. bottom right, we have the voice of a generation, better shooting than Ben Simmons, Pete Rosado, and that's not hard to do to be. <laughs> I think I've hit more NBA NBA distance threes in my non-professional career than Ben Simmons. He might. He might have. I think so. I think so. Into my top, my top right, always on time. The queen, <laughs> queen Tay. Yo, I fucking hate yo. you. Yo. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Goddamn peace, man. Yo, how's every? Yo, what's up? What's up, Tay? Where you going? Well, I was doing some work um but i'm waiting for my mother to come out of um roosevelt fields mall the stuff that you do when you're off i feel like tay is is the modern day carmen san diego where in the world is tay literally tay is carmen san diego yep all around the world right yeah we're all striving to be like tay when we grow up it's very true. Very true. We're all trying to be like Tay when I can't save enough taxes to even get close to Tay. <laughs> but how was everybody's week? I haven't asked that in a couple weeks, yeah. <laughs> oh. Should we back on? Oh, what did we, what did we do? How's your week, sir? Pete. Oh, um, it was an all right week. First week back at work after the break. So it was um a long you sound week. better. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, you know, out, out the protocols. Um, you know, we we'll go back to the building next week. But um, yeah, parent teacher conferences this week, aka the good old meet and greet. And uh, you know, just a long week, but you know, happy to be feeling a lot better. We can get in trouble if we say the things that we usually say, Dre. You know, our motto. That's my motto. Well, it's, it's becoming more. It's coming more and more. My motto. I don't think we we should be saying it on air, but we can't say that. We shouldn't say it on air. It's not. I can't no. co-sign that on the air. Yeah, there was, none of us should co-sign that on the air. So, Queen, how how's your movement? Did you find them? <laughs> 
We'll catch Queen in a second. Matt, how's your week? Do I really got to speak on it? <laughs> I mean, you, I hate you don't it. have to go into full detail, but I'm missing an organ. I'm upset right now. I went, yo, right after the show. <laughs> it happened right after the show. Right after That's the, show, the crazy yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, had surgery. I'm missing the organ. Not happy about it. Uh, it's been a rough week. They got me on bed rest for like six weeks. You know I'm not used to that. I got to work. So I'm like scrambling right now trying to figure out to do something without, you know, going back into the hospital. So did you yeah, wife, I'm dropping did my wife. Did your wife finally huh? go Lorraine Bobbitt on you? That's why you're missing the organ? Yikes. No. <laughs> I would no. Oh. I No. Like... She was like, my wife loved Matt, me. Said, Matt said, babe, I want another kid. No! No. No, no. No. no that she, did not she, happen at all. No, she wants another kid. So, like. My wife <laughs> was, I'm not going to hold you. My wife, like, I have, like, a, like, don't get me wrong. I thought I reached the cap of the level of appreciation and love I have for my wife. But it's, like, every day. It's like I surprised myself at how much I love my wife and appreciate my wife. And this week was no, it was no, you know, sureness to it. It was just like, damn, like, he's freaking amazing. That real love. I don't, yeah, I don't know Matt's, where I would be right now if it wasn't for her. I would probably be dead right now if it wasn't for her. Matt is like a WWE 2K, uh, uh, what's the name player? What's the name? A video game character. That that's always in the red. Body's yo, always yo, in the red. Yo, Drake, body's you know, always like, in, in the red. It's a bad stereotype. You know how like men always we like, all right, we hurt, but we not we like fuck it, we gonna toughen man up, we gonna do what we got. That's how I am. I don't know why it's like why is that impeded in me? Like that's just what it is. But if my wife didn't say we're going to the hospital and like strong army, like I could have died. This is real. This is real shit, people. I could have done, and and I'm, like I said, I'm in awe and how much I love and appreciate that woman every day. Like that, that it's crazy. Queen, I know you've been in and out these streets on the road. How you been? Can you hear me? Yes, we yeah, can hear you now. Shutting down the mall. I see you. Shutting down the mall. I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. God is good, you know. All the time. All you the time, know? God is good. Oh, God man. Is good. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Uh, well, time to meet Matt early. What? <laughs> we will not start that mess right now. Even though, uh, even though your Warriors are looking kind of shaky, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Draymond Green is not playing. I'm not worried. Wow, we putting this all on Draymond Green? As far as the anchor, the defense, and the passing ability, yes, I will. Steve Kerr said it. We desperately need Draymond Green. He said that. Wow, wow. I'm taking his. I'm taking his word for it. He's the coach. You know, who knows better than a coach? Well, for a team that desperate desperately needs Draymond, let's talk about the Lakers, who desperately need something. They need the Lakers. Jesus. The Lakers, the Lakers of Lakers. Um, they've been swept. By the Clippers in their season series for Zip. And after the game, LeBron said the Clippers were just a better team. 
today on uh, First Take, Stephen A, he exaggerated, but I really took into account what he said. That I didn't even hear what he said. never heard a Lakers say that even when the Lakers were losing and, and Lob City was winning, from the beginning of the Clippers' time, never has a Laker team or a Laker said that the Clippers were a better team. So that's how you know we're at the bottom of the barrel right now. Now so, I need Tavia to make that make sense. She's the resident LeBron fan. She needs to make that make sense. Cause LeBron out here in these streets looking bad, saying stupid shit like that. That that is he wrong though? Is he wrong? Is he wrong? Listen, no, were not a good team for no. The Clippers were not a good team for a long time. Even when they had Doc Rivers and they were making the playoffs, they still weren't a really really good team. They just had a lot of good pieces that played see. well together. But the Lakers, no, the Lakers were the Lakers. The Lakers are mm. terrible. They are the dregs of the league right now, Stop. okay? The only Stop. reason they have Stop. won as many games as they have is because they have a once-in-a-generation talent in LeBron James, and they have yeah. have had AD when he has been healthy, but that is the only reason they've won as many games as they've won. The Clippers have been a substantially better team than the Lakers this year because the Clippers have had to play, if not all year, the majority yeah. of the Clippers have have serious have been serial underperformers. So the fact that they're performing this good, they're supposed to have been performing this good for years. They're supposed to. So I'm not giving credit for playing for how they're supposed to be playing. Regardless. LeBron made a real ultimate bitch move, and I know we're not supposed to say that because it's LeBron, but I, I I don't honor. Granted, it may or may not be the truth because of how bad the Lakers have played. It still doesn't give you right in the level of competitive nature for you to sit there and openly admit, oh, they are a better team than we are. We are in the same building. They are a better team than we are. But Who has people, the most championships? When a, lot of people say, when a lot of people say that, I don't think that's a bitch move. At the end of the day, they were the best. People say that all the time. They were the better team. The, the better team won today. So when LeBron said he's a bitch? I didn't say he's a bitch. I said it was a bitch move. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I, I don't, Listen, I don't so think now anybody LeBron in the Laker or the Laker roster of history would ever say some shit. So like, now LeBron oh, James can't speak the truth. Better. So LeBron James can't speak the truth. We're we're in the trenches. You can't talk like that. I don't want to hear that shit. They're, 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 there's nothing trenches about where they're at. They're about to get knocked out the plane. Right. Listen, LeBron. Well, James, you not knocked no, out yet. LeBron you ain't James knocked out yet. No, LeBron James spoke the truth, and people and people are sitting here saying like he did something wrong. Look, during the entire Kobe era, the Kobe Shaq era, the post Kobe Shaq era, the Clippers were never a team that was any good that they had to worry about. The best Clipper team that they had was a team. No, the best Clipper team they had was when Baron Davis and them. Uh, sorry, when, when they had no. Baron Day. Uh, when they no. had Baron Davis and them boys, no. and then Chris Paul. No. Hold on, the Chris, Chris Paul, Paul, Jamal Crawford, freaking the Chris Paul, Jamal Griffin, Crawford. Are you serious right now? That they, was the better Clipper team. That's oh, I'm sorry. Team. I'm sorry. As Tay said, and I will 100% co-sign her point. Even when they had Paul and Griffin and all of them. They still underperformed for the roster that they had. And where they did that Baron Davis Clipper team go? 
Where did that Baron Davis Clipper team go? Under, Explain that to me. Where did they go? Underperformance. Last season and the season before that, everybody was saying that this was the team to beat because they had this body and that body. And people are like, oh, well, the Clippers are the new L.A. team in town and Facts. stuff like that. And they've been serial underperformers. I agree with you on that. This I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say the Barry Davis Clippers team was better than that Chris Paul Clippers team. I will definitely not co-sign with that. I was talking a bit fast. I was – I confused – I confused the Baron Davis Clippers team with the Baron Davis Warriors team. That was my mistake. I was talking a bit fast. Obviously. But what I – here's the thing, though. This year – this mm-hmm. year, the Clippers have played what, a hundred percent of the season without Kawhi Leonard, and at yeah. least, at it's least seventy-five to eighty percent of the season without Paul George, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Okay, Look, and they are you, still Reggie Jackson was the truth. Yeah, I ain't want to listen. And to they you. are still performing better. And the, Sarah the Clippers, the Clippers could have had the Clippers could have had a flowers for sure. We haven't really said anything about the Clippers this year. And no one would have no one would have faulted them because they had both of their best both of their best players out. Okay, Clippers could have had a lost season, written it off. Kawhi's out, Paul's out, whatever. We're gonna use the, the year to get a high draft pick and rebuild. But the Clippers are still out here playing playing really basketball compared to the Lakers, who are not. And the Lakers have had LeBron and AD for more games this year. Then the Clippers have had any of their best players. Well, I mean, that's all I said it like two weeks ago when that trade happened that they robbed Portland and got freaking Robert Covington and Norman Powell. I, I, I said that on air. So, I mean, is it a shock that the Clippers got better? I mean, they, they, they pretty much gave Paul George a blanket to come back and have more help. So where the pressure's not all on him as far as the scoring power, that's one. And then when Kawhi Leonard comes, it's even worse. Even though I don't know if he's coming back. I'm not sure if he's coming back. He might come back in the playoffs. But then again, it's Kawhi Leonard. Who's to say? You know, it is what it is. But, Pete, I'm still mad at you because that Baron Davis Nick team was better than that Baron Davis Clipper team. I just want to throw that out there. You just well again. I confused. The, I was gonna say the Clippers that beat the that beat the Mavs, but then I remembered. I was like, oh wait, I'm talking about a Warriors team with Baron Davis. I was thinking about Baron Davis and confused the two teams. You are oh, talking about we had Steven Jackson and and, and right. I was and I was. All right, I got correct, you. Correct. Well, my thoughts on it is that uh, I get where Matt is coming from in terms of in the heat of competition. You really you don't, don't want to say. Like you really don't want to say the other team is better, but you also. Also, as a competitor, I've also said, like, I've told my team at the end of games, yo, that team was just better than us today. Ah, fuck that. And, 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 it, and it's because the team was actually better than us that day. Nah, now, if you, look at, at, if you look at the, the scope of things, nope. the Clippers have been playing way better than the Lakers have this season. Granted, yes. The Knicks have been playing better like, than the damn Lakers team. Has right, but we're, not talking, but we're not talking about the Knicks. We're talking about the team that plays in the same building that is notoriously known for being the second best team in L.A. If I'm not mistaken, the Knicks beat the fucking Lakers, didn't they? 
I'm not sure, but again, we're not talking again. We're not talking about the Knicks. Who had the Clippers Clippers, who had the Clippers being three games over 500 with the team that they've had to play with this year? And the Lakers being 10th? Right. You have the Lakers. Is the Clippers sick? Me? I have. I definitely Hold on. Without with no Kawhi Leonard all year and Paul George missing as many games as as, if you said the roster. I said the Paul. We nobody expected Paul George to get hurt or whatever. Kawhi, yeah, we knew that. But I expected them to be over 500. Terrence Mann bought the fuck no, out. We all expected them. I, Reggie well, I Jackson expected them bought the fuck out. Yeah, I expected that. I expected them to be over 500. I but I wasn't hundred. expecting. I was not expecting the Lakers to be fighting for their playoff lives. Like, like we're looking at the team in Brooklyn on on which we're going to get to in a second. Oh, like, God. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, the Lakers are no good. LeBron, LeBron is doing the same thing he's done before. He's not like this is the first time he said one of his teams wasn't playing good because they were not. LeBron is averaging 30 damn points and a how game. Does that always out for, how's that always paying out for him? Oh, when he in Cleveland. Oh, I don't even want to think about the Golden State Warriors team. We about to go play because they got KD. Bro, you gave up before you even got there. How y'all honoring that? Like, we all play professional sports, bro. Not professional. We all play competitive sports, bro. I'm not honoring that shit, bro. Like, if but it, it's not like he said it. Bro, it's not like he said it before that. the game. He said it's it not like he's, I'm not honoring that yes, shit. Yes, after he, play, after I'm not he played that it. Shit. I would have had every excuse in the world. AD won't play. What, no, what, because what, so then if we, we have the excuses, so then, so then if we have, if you got every excuse in the book, you're not a champion. That's corny to me because you're not taking well, accountability. I'm taking accountability. Yeah, but, that's, but the thing is, that's not taking accountability because if they were the better team on that on that court, a right, a proper competitor would say, "Hey, the better team won." Now I agree with Dre. If he would have said that before the game, then that's corny. That's that's a bitch move. But saying that after the game, you have to admit they were the better team. And right, right now, right. how they playing, they are the better team. Because right. the Lakers, I don't know what the hell happened. I, I don't feel like the team is buying into what Vogel is, is preaching. And LeBron's getting too old to play LeBron ball. All right. Say, so I hear you, and I raise you this. They are not completely out of the hunt for the play-in. So if you're speaking like that, they should and be your body language and your body language is already uh, like like you don't want to be here or that you already gave up on the season. If I'm your teammate and I'm looking at you like you were the greatest of all time, you're the one that we compared him to Jordan. You're the Jordan of this era. Yeah, but but the thing is, it was after a game, not after a season. It's not like he's saying, damn, like they better than us the whole season. They, he said hey. that after they played the game. All right, but what I'm saying is that we're in the hunt for it. I mean, what LeBron ain't got nothing more to prove to nobody. To be honest, I'm not saying he does. I'm saying if you're the captain of my team and you are already showing signs like you gave up on this season, it's not worth playing the rest of this rest of the games left in this season to even try to scratch the play in. I have not playing honestly. If we're being smart. It does what not behoove it? it does not behoove the Lakers to make the playoffs. It's going to push them further down in the draft. They need to rebuild. They should they should throw in the towel on the rest of the season and start looking towards their future. Because I'm sorry, I'm not agreeing with that. I don't agree with that agree at with all. That. All I'm saying is for this particular trying to rebuild anything. You're bugging. All I'm what saying can they for do? this particular game. Who did who did Lakers trade it? Who the Lakers traded? This ain't the everybody. Lakers in the 2000s that's going to wheel and deal and make the trades and rebuild the team overnight. 
who taking Westbrook's contract and giving you anything back in return that you're going to rebuild with. They got to take back $46 million because you know he's going to opt in. You're not going to get the value for AD if you decide to trade AD. You're not going to get commensurate value for AD because of how injured he's been since he's been in L.A. So you're not not going to trade. You just talked last week. We just talked last week about Zion. People would pick up that contract. People would still believe that he is who everybody think he is. Believe it or not, Anthony Davis, if he's healthy, he is still he's, one of the most skilled big men. All right, but when he's healthy, he's still one of the one of the most skilled big men that they got. Okay, and he's probably he's the second injury if in the league besides Zion. All right, Derrick Rose is injury prone like a motherfucker too. But you ain't see him going around everywhere. Tay, go ahead. I was like, but that's a big if for Anthony Davis. He's injured every season. So anybody taking that gamble, I wouldn't take that gamble him being a 10-plus year player in the game. I wouldn't take that gamble. And so what Peter's saying is correct. I don't it's not necessarily correct. correct. I, don't I don't think people would give him a big contract, but I think people would trade for him. Listen, I don't think, but what I'm saying, what, what, I'm, what I get at is what Peter's saying is correct. But on the flip side, what Matt is saying is, Correct as well. There are people willing to trade for him, but the risk is there. But that's not Pete's argument. Pete's yeah. argument. No, he, the thing is, everybody's talking over everybody. Pete's argument is that you're not going to get your value. Whatever you're going to trade him out for, you're not going to get the value that you you were that you invested into Anthony Davis. You're not going to get the value. That's what Pete's argument about. Not who would trade for him. You know, Matt Matt looks at Matt looks at the back of the basketball card. And yeah, if I'm looking at AD and I'm looking at the back of the basketball card and I'm looking at who he should be, yeah. I, I oh you you want to give up the farm. And if I'm the Lakers, I want somebody to give up the farm for AD because I need to rebuild. The Lakers need to rebuild. And that is the true fact. They need to stop living in this idea that they're going to be the Lakers that they were. If they want to be that, they need to rebuild. And I'm sorry, making the playing game and pushing yourself deeper down the draft board when you already don't have many tradable assets and tradable pieces to be giving away anyway, okay? So the further you push yourself down the draft board, it's going to be harder to push yourself up in a trade. You need to start building around that team. And if you want to keep LeBron, if their plan is to keep LeBron – You need to get younger around LeBron. And if you're thinking past LeBron, if the plan is LeBron's not going to be here, okay, you need to start thinking about what the Lakers are going to look like post-LeBron. Because if you want the Laker team to be the Lakers, because you know how L.A. is, people are going to bitch shit about the Lakers if if they're not successful. But you need to rebuild. That's what's happening with the Knicks. Go ahead. Last thing, Matt. So – to argue your three, these three points, because Tavia left and she was pretty much trying to agree with what you're saying. Again, what I'm trying to explain to you is Anthony Davis is still considered a top 10 player in the league. Let's get that straight. With injuries and with known history of how he plays, because how he plays, when he plays, he's still a double-double assassin. He still can guard people. He's still considered a top defender in the league a top rebounder in the league. 
and you cannot box him in when it comes to scoring. So, with that being said, he is still an asset. People are going to trade bombs to get Anthony Davis, regardless of his injury history. Let's get that clear. Two, Ron is in his 19th season. You think that man got time to waste to be in a rebuild? No, he doesn't. Let me ask you it's a question, Matt. Is either competing or not? He's not coming to your team if he's not competing. Well, I think you can't go in the draft and expect to try to get somebody that's going to back up LeBron when he retires. Are you giving up? Since you're saying what you're saying, if Matt, if you're a GM right now, are you giving up three players and four first round picks for Anthony Davis right now? You don't have to give that much up. Are you giving away two first round picks? But that's but that's that's what we're saying. That's pretty much what you're saying. The value that you're going to give for Anthony Davis is not is not. What they gave away for Anthony Davis, they're going to get nowhere close to that in return. They're going to be lucky. I'd be very honest with you. If they trade Anthony Davis, you're going to be lucky to get more than one first round draft pick and getting a starting caliber top 25 player because if i'm a team that has a top 25 player i'm not trading you a top 25 guy that's known to be healthy and multiple first round picks for a guy that has an albatross of a contract and i don't know if he's gonna play more than 50 games in a season for me okay that's so how, we're good go ahead matt finish finish no, that's, how, that's, that's how you're thinking and you're thinking on the basis of that new orleans and lakers trade when they were trying to get rid of the, the, the weight that they had because LeBron did not want them there. And he wanted Anthony Davis so bad that Rob Polinka and Jenny Buss was going to do whatever the hell they needed to do to make LeBron happy. So they gave away everybody. Not a lot of teams would have did what the Lakers did. Let's get that clear. So even back then, nobody was trying to get rid of the farm to get to get Anthony Davis. But because everybody, because everybody in Los Angeles was trying to make LeBron happy, they made that trade happen. So let's be well, clear. Well, it was a win now type of it was a win now type of trade. Are you able but to make another win now type of trade for somebody who is always in street clothes? I don't know if That's I mean, us. like I said, there's, there's somebody gonna do it. Somebody's gonna exactly. do it. Exactly. But we don't like I said, we don't know to the extent. Like if we're looking around the team, I don't know what team realistically would do it that has the actual pieces to do it like we can say we can put the next hat in every stupid trade but who is going to want these pieces that they asking for back i want nobody from the Knicks. i want nobody from the Knicks. and think about it the pelicans the pelicans have the rights to the lakers first round pick in 22 23 24 and 25 so, so it if makes, the, it the draft is a Russian Lakers, roulette regardless. Makes, it actually makes sense for the Lakers to play. Right. Well, no, right now the Pelicans are worse than them, so the Pelicans aren't going to swap the pick. But right. what I'm saying is if the Lakers are bad and the Pelicans are better than them, the Pelicans have the right to swap in the next three seasons unprotected with the Lakers. And that's the thing. The Lakers need to think about the immediate future. They need to rebuild now. Because right now the Pelicans are better than them. I mean, the Pelicans are worse than them, okay? And the Pelicans are probably going to be better, right? They're not going to want to swap. But you need to be able to get ahead of that. 
said that probably gonna get better. That's 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 God willing if they keep Zion, even if they don't keep Zion. Right. They have the team. They have a pretty decent team. That's gonna that's gonna be a bracket buster in 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 terms of. And you don't know if they're gonna trade those away. They can use. You know what I mean by like. You know I get I mean? what you're saying, like, but I don't know. Uh, but not so much as in like I gotta see them on the court. They're gonna make, make noise. But, yeah, but I'm saying they uh, could they could use those picks as well. Imagine trading those picks away to an even worse team or an even better team to get right. somebody because now you could package those picks with a guy like a Zion and ship him out. And imagine now you're trading to a team that's much, much better than the Lakers. And now they're like, Oh, why do we gotta pick at the end of the first round? Lakers got the number 12 pick. We're going to go get the number 12 pick because we now have the Lakers picks. The Lakers put so, themselves in a very precarious situation by trading for AD. All right. So we're moving forward to talking about one trade to talk about another. The Philadelphia 76ers are currently 3-0 with their new squad. Granted, as we speak about it, um, it's the teams that they played against was the Knicks twice and, and the T-Wolves. We, we stated that. And they had a little bit of trouble with the Knicks the other night, but that's because the Knicks were just playing hard that night. <laughs> so for the first um, half, the first half, and then couldn't score a bucket in the third quarter. They lost. They lost oh, the third quarter, nineteen to thirty-eight. Knicks pissed me off. So, so um, with that being said, with the future of the um, the Nets in doubt in terms of when they're gonna have their team one hundred percent, who's looking like they? Can we say that this this tandem of Harden and Embiid it was worth the trade for Daryl Morey, Matt? Worth it for him, yeah. In the in the short term, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's awesome now. Daryl Morey looking like the man. Why? Because Ben Simmons is scared to play in Philly. Uh, the the vaccine is still fucking Kyrie Irving. Clearly, so I mean, like it it is. I mean, he's looking like. He's winning the trade for now. 20. But with that being said, I like we've said when we first started talking about this trade in our long run, I still say the Brooklyn Nets won this trade. I mean, you got pretty much that whole team for like a good two, three years. So, I mean, if it's not immediate now, and, and, and honestly, the odds on they're still the favorites to, to go far in the playoffs, which I don't understand being that they haven't played that many games all with the whole roster and being healthy. We, I mean, talent is talent. Kevin Durant still Kevin Durant, but the the the, the tandem of James Harden and Joel Embiid, though it's you know it looks it looks good. They played the Knicks twice. Timberwolves is a good team. I think they're seventh. You know, it's 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 cute. Um, like I said, I don't see the Sixers winning the east like so though they look good they gave up their debt so i mean everybody can like be glorifying how good james Harden and joel and b look together one thing we could say about colby and shack is they had debt one thing we could say about elijah one you know and 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 um i forgot his point his point guard was um kenny smith to, yeah kenny smith he had help they had a they were deep <laughs> I, the, t- the, the tandem doesn't work. It was really just Elijah on. <laughs> but Kareem and Magic, they had depth. They had worthy. They had they had help. You know what I'm saying? So they had depth. So we can say a lot. Penny and Shaq, they had depth. They got they got 
to the finals, they got washed, but he had it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a core around them. Who are you going to, besides Maxi? is Tobias Harris really playing up to his 100 and something million contract that he got when we were sitting there thinking like, oh, get your money, bro, even though I don't think he deserved it. Is Tobias Harris really playing up to that, to that, that 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 contract he signed. No, when not. Alpha Rook Amino got seventy million, and and this is this was a while ago. This is probably before we all got together, and everyone's probably like, "Huh, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> like I said, it's a good trade. It looks cute. The city, the city of Philadelphia, you know, which is like my second home. They they got something to watch, which I can't say much for the freaking city of New York and Manhattan. When it comes to the damn Knicks. But Philly, they should be happy. They got something to watch. They got something to believe in. But legitimately, I don't see Philadelphia beating Miami. I don't see them beating Milwaukee. But Brooklyn, if they get all their pieces in order and his and, and his mandate is not there, they're a threat. I don't see Philly as the threat that I see Brooklyn as if they're fully together. So I mean judge Brooklyn, but they're not together. Queen, your thoughts? Is, is it too too early to judge this Philly tandem? Well, I couldn't. Matt rambled off for like five minutes, so I guess whatever he said. <laughs> but the um, you heard the original question, right? In terms, of, like, well, my question to you is then: um, How long can we fan- can we fantasize about what the Nets could be before it actually happens? Because they're sitting in 10th place right Wait, now. Wait, what was the question? My question to you is how long uh-huh. can we... I'm listening. Oh, how long can we fantasize about what the Nets could be in terms of what they actually are right now? The Nets because... are trash. The Nets are trash. At the LA. I did You said the Nets are trash and what, Queen? The Nets are trash. It's like we 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 say it with our chest about the Lakers, but not keeping the same energy about the Nets. The Nets the, the Nets look terrible. This is supposed to be the team of the East. What what happened? Injuries and the vaccine. Yeah, but it's okay. But the thing is, we say it with our chest about the Lakers. You said it with your chest mad hard about the Lakers, and the Injuries. Nets don't look no better. The Nets are no better. But we've seen the Lakers with all their players on the on the on the court. And yeah, it's totally different. The, the, day, the Lakers don't the, the Nets don't look no better for the team where y'all was saying there was gonna be this whole big parade on Flatbush. Not what I'm saying that. is Tavia, did we see the whole team together? We did not. The Lakers we've seen together. I don't care and who they, we see. I, I have I do at the, end of, at the end of the day, we, we can't go with a what if. We gotta go with what is. What it well, is what? is that this, this team is trash. Without Harden, with Harden, without Kyrie, with Kyrie, without KD, with KD, I feel like the moves that they made, the core that they had before they blew up the team for this Super 3 or whatever was a better team. They, they, they don't have, a, they don't have a, a deep bench that could take them deep into the playoffs yes, at all. At all. So why why isn't there, so 
your your bench is supposed to be just as good, as, if not just as good as your first unit. And the Nets are serial underperformance too. That team, right? That team that they got rid of last year is better than is better than the team they have now. I, am I am I allowed to rebut that? I'm gonna be able to rebut. I can rebut that. But you can rebut that after Pete. Well, um, Pete. So my question to you again: the same thing I just asked. Hey, how long can we fantasy fantasy book the Nets actually winning something compared to what they actually are doing right now? Because you know, and I say they were tense because they, you know, they just—I believe they—if they just won a game, or or there's been some movement within. No, the they just Durant lost. Just got back. Durant just got back, and they still lost. I mean, here's the thing: yeah. we can fantasy book them for as long as it takes for them to get on the court together, right? Because that's the whole idea of fantasy booking: what could be, what if, right? What if this happened? Mm-hmm. Or, what, oh my God, what if Ben Simmons is playing at the top of his game and, you know, Kyrie is back and, you know, and, and Durant's healthy and blah, 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 blah. We can fantasy book that all day until we actually see that team on the court. The thing is going to be how much time are they going to have? Because right now there's no timetable on when Ben Simmons is going to return. A lot of people thought, oh my God, this trade was going to go down. Simmons was going to come back real quick. You know, he was going to be happy to get out of Philly and, and he was going to be all right, right? But Simmons is not in game shape, which to me, I'm sorry. I put that on Ben, right? You've been asking 100%. for a trade out of Philly. You've been asking for a trade out of Philly. You've been asking to go to another team, and you're not ready to get on the court. You haven't been keeping yourself in game shape. You haven't been training somewhere, training with someone to stay in game shape because you know that whatever team traded for him was hoping he could make some sort of impact or he'd be willing to make an impact now that he got his wish to be out of Philly. So for Ben Simmons to not be in game shape and not be ready to step on the court for the, for the Brooklyn Nets is a major problem for me because he should have been ready to go. Yeah, couple of days to get your feet under you. You should, you should be back right now. Um, in, in terms of your initial question about mm-hmm. the tandem in, in Philly, listen, right now, live as we record, they're only beating the Cleveland Cavaliers by one point, okay? They're only beating the Cleveland Cavaliers by one point. Uh, sorry, two points, 97 and 95 in the third quarter, okay? And, and so Cleveland's giving them trouble. Cleveland outscored them in the first quarter of tonight's game, 43 to 30. Now, yes, Philly's got a really good starting lineup, but Matt made a great point. They don't have the depth. They, the, the, the Sixers just signed DeAndre Jordan off of waivers. Bum as he may be at this age and, and whatever he may be, it's still another body behind Embiid. And we talked about this with the Nets last year, how they needed to build that bench. They needed to build that depth. In the playoffs, it's all about bodies. It's all about depth. Because you know they're going to go out there and they're going to they're gonna make Embiid play hard. They're going to make Harden play hard. And you're going to need to give these guys a rest. And listen, what Philly wants, and I'm going to be real with you, Philly's going to want short series in the playoffs. They're going to want short series. They're going to want to beat teams in five games or four games if they can in a sweep. Because if Philly is forced to go six, seven-game series with the depleted roster that they have, I don't know if they're going to be able to hang with too many teams in too many, in, in too many, um, in too many series. When it comes to the Nets, Tay, Queen made a great point. I mean, I'm a Nets fan. We all know this. 
We all know I root for the Nets. I want them to do well. But they look really bad right now. We're all hoping for the best and hoping the team can come together and it could could gel quickly. But we're asking for a lot of things. We're asking for KD to come back and be KD. We're asking for Kyrie to come back full-time and be full-time Kyrie. We're asking for Ben Simmons to come back and not only be Ben Simmons, but be a better Ben Simmons. We're asking for LaMarcus Aldridge and Nick Claxton and all these guys to hold up. And we're asking for the shooters to shoot. So there's a lot of moving parts in Brooklyn. The only question that we have in Philly is, are they going to have the depth on the bench? Because I think they have one of the best starting fives in in the league right now. From a talent standpoint. I don't. That's the pro, that's what's going to be their problem in the playoffs is the depth. The depth in the playoffs is going to be terrible. Going against a team like like Shaq said, going against a team like a Miami, to where you have Tyler Hero is the sixth man of the year right now. Like Tyler Hero is running away with it. Um, he played bad the last season, and let's say season and a half, he's come back with a vengeance now. Like. Duncan Robinson is shooting the lights out. PJ Tucker is the the is giving him the Draymond Green energy in Miami when he's playing. Jimmy Butler is giving all star is an all star caliber player, of course. Bam Adebayo, all star caliber player. Um, Kyle Lowry was probably the best thing that could have happened to them because now you have a, a a bulldog up there in your front line, um, and now we have to look at other teams like like. The damn Bucks, who are when they're when the Bucks are healthy, they have the best. They they probably have one of the best starting lineups and bench in the league as well. I think the problem that we're going to see with Brooklyn is like if the if the vaccine mandate holds up, um, Kyrie was would only be eligible for the next probably probably six more games this season. Um, about six more games, six or seven more games. And we don't know out of the 20-something games that's left, we don't know when we're going to get Ben Simmons. So then this goes back to the whole point of the James Harden thing. I didn't sign up to play by myself. Like, if I wanted to play by myself, I'd have stayed in Houston. So, my Matt, my thing with um, – so my question to you about um, Brooklyn and Philly um, goes back to my original point. Um, I, my question to you about fantasy booking Brooklyn, how long can we fantasy book Brooklyn to win if we don't know when we're going to have these people back? Um, honestly, I don't – I can't – I don't even know how to answer that question directly because, again, it's always the what if and we don't know. Mm-hmm. So – I mean, as of right now, Brooklyn is number eight in the in, in the conference. If they played, if that playoffs was supposed to was to start today, they'll be playing Toronto without Kyrie because Kyrie and that mandate in, in Toronto is legit. Nobody can play without the vaccine. So it, here's to say you don't know. Ben Simmons again, like Pete said, we don't have a timetable on when he's going to play. So it, it's it's pretty much just up to KD, and it showed the other night. Like it was all on KD, so I mean, you, you just as a, I mean, if things don't change, like every day that goes by, it can change because you don't know. But if we're going with the roster that is 
previously constructed, they can get to the first round. They could probably get out of the first round and not make it past the second round. It, it's mm-hmm. tough. I'm looking at that East, Matt, and honestly, it's only, in my opinion, there's really only two weak spots in that Eastern Conference playoff, uh, and I'm looking at all 10 teams right now. I think Charlotte and Boston are the two weakest teams. Toronto has underperformed because they've had Van Vliet in and out the lineup, Siakam in and out the lineup, um, and, and OG in and out of the lineup. But you get back OG, you get back Van Vliet, you get back Siakam, the way that Scotty Barnes has been playing. Toronto's a dangerous team. Atlanta, listen, Atlanta's still got that team that can shoot from anywhere. They've got 17 million shooters on that team, and anybody could go off for 20 points at, on any given night, right? You know, so Atlanta's still dangerous. Cleveland is sneaky dangerous with nothing to lose. Um and then Miami, Philly, Chicago, Milwaukee, just I think they're really, really good right now. Listen, Milwaukee and Chicago are playing to a, a, an almost stalemate right now at halftime as we're live on the air. Um, you know, so Boston and Charlotte, to me, are the two weakest links. I don't know. If Brooklyn does not have this team and they don't gel quickly, I don't even know if they can get out the first round if they're not at exactly 100% and playing on the 11th gear. It's really tough to see this team really putting it all together with enough time to be as dangerous as they should be. This is true. This is true. Um, Speaking of time, the MLB players and the owners are still at, at war with each other. Um, and now it's to a point where they're canceling regular season games. What is it, Pete? What is it going to take for you to oh, for the for the players and the the, the owners to come to an agreement? Because um, what they offered on Tuesday, essentially the the owners said no, and it was way less than what the players asked for. Yeah, I mean, and that, and that's the biggest problem. Um, you know, you you have a lot of. You know, a lot of things that they're very, very far apart on. Um, you know, the lug- a luxury tax, um, you know, is the, is the big thing, right? So the union requested a first-year luxury tax threshold of $238 million that would grow to $263 million by the fifth year. The league wants to start it at 220 keep it stagnant for three years, and then end up at 230 at the end of five years. So you're talking about a difference in a starting point of 18 million and a sliding scale of 25 million of 25 million that the, the players want over five years, whereas the owners only want to do 10 million with a stagnant cap for um for three years. And then as well you have the bonus pool for players who have yet to receive salary uh, salary arbitration, the players want eighty five million dollars in that bonus pool. The owners want thirty million. I mean, listen, there's never been a labor dispute in any sport that hasn't been, you know, that doesn't take to the eleventh hour to get hammered out. But this is becoming a bit of a problem. Um, but in my opinion, the players do have a lot more leverage than I think they even realize, right? 
I said this on last week's show. You could, for example, have a have good NBA teams without having NBA players. You could still have competitive good basketball. Okay, it, 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 that's just the case. You could have somewhat competitive football without all the NFL caliber players. Harder because it's a harder team to field, bigger team, but still possible, okay? It is almost impossible, if not virtually impossible. If you took the top 200 Major League Baseball players and replaced them with the next 200, you'd have a lot of terrible teams. You'd have a lot of people who are not playing quality baseball. You just you just wouldn't. Um, you know, the owners, you know, it, it's tough because you also have to understand that one thing that a lot of people don't understand about this labor dispute with Major League Baseball, the small market teams are really the ones that are running this. And, and, and many people may be confused by that. Let me explain that. Mm-hmm. To, to ratify this labor deal, 75% of the owners have to agree. 75%. It has to be a super... 23, 23 out of 30, right? Right. That means you could only have seven no's. Um, and you got to remember, the big market teams, Yankees, the Dodgers, the Mets, all these really big market teams, they just want to play baseball. Why? Because they make money on all of the things that aren't just tickets. They make right. money on, on just their brands. But... This is a lot of the stuff that's being negotiated affects the smaller market teams, the Kansas cities, the Tampa Bay's, the, 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 the Pittsburgh pirates, the, the teams like that, that are in the smaller markets that really need as much money generation by the league as a whole to make sure that they can, they can operate. Um, they're the ones who are really nitpicking a lot of things. And I'm not saying they shouldn't nitpick. I really think the owners are going to have to take a step back and say, hey, listen, let's give a little bit to the players. Um, but the players are going to have to make some concessions uh, because right now we've only missed at most six games. The first two series, so six to seven games of the year have been canceled. But – Further this goes, especially because we want at least three to four weeks of spring training, this is going to be a problem. And if this – I'm going to tell you right now, if this goes beyond – if this goes into April, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some sort of majorly shortened season. I'm hoping they don't cancel a season. I think they'll come to an agreement. But this is dangerous because you wouldn't see this in the NBA and you wouldn't see this in the – well, I think you'd see it in the NFL. But you wouldn't I, no, it. we would see it in the NFL for sure. Because I think the NBA owners, to some degree, over the last 10 to 15 years, have, have garnered a, a, a different level of respect for the players. You know? Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I think right now with the players and the um, and the owners in the in the MLB, it's kind of tough because like in any CBA, because like like even my my uh, my company is about to have a union discussion sometime this year about our next coming union contract, and the biggest thing about these union contracts, it has to work for everybody. 
the CBA have to work for everybody. And ultimately, it's not always going to work for everybody. It's probably going to work more for some than it is others. Um, but the people that are hurting right now are not just the players, but we have to look at um, these people who run their arenas and do the media for for this for the uh, for these teams. And um, from what I saw, I, I heard the team the players are raising like a million dollar uh, something, like like to give to you know the people behind the scenes that work at these arenas that that is affecting. Like imagine this is your season of work. And, you know, it's being taken away from you because there is essentially no baseball right now. You don't know when it's going to be any baseball right now. And I think you said this last week. It's a bunch of people with money fighting with other people with money, trying to see who can have more money than the other. And at the end of the day, like, um, this needs to work for everybody or it's not going to be a season. Like. I'm more on the side, like between 50, uh, 49%, there's going to be a season there and 51% that there won't be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, we'll, we'll definitely revisit that in the coming, in, in the coming weeks. So next, how about them Cowboys again? Um. Amari Cooper, they they moved. Uh, they got him on a discount when he got there, and he's been one of their best receivers. So why why are Dallas why is Dallas releasing, uh, releasing him? Listen, if we knew why Dallas does have what they do, look, I mean he's due twenty million in fully guaranteed money, um, and. The Cowboys were smart. Um, they did design when they gave him that hundred million dollar contract. They designed it in a way where they can get out of it after two seasons for relatively nothing. If they if they release him, he'll only count for six million against the cap instead of twenty two million. And they are projected to be twenty one million dollars over the cap, uh, and they have a lot of upcoming free agents. And so they, for them, every, every dollar counts. Um, you know, they're trying to retain Michael Gallup, who was out last year because he tore his ACL. You know, uh, obviously you're going to get, C- you still have C.D. Lamb, but you're going to need at least another big receiver there, especially with Cedric Wilson going to be a free agent. You know, Cole Beasley is being told he could look for a trade out of Buffalo. So, Oh, God. What's going on? Uh, Cole Beasley, uh, don't they have another receiver in Buffalo right now, though? Um, trying to remember who. Um, they just have Stephon Diggs. Outside of Diggs, so why why would Beasley want to leave if you you're going to get open because Diggs is is going to command a double team? Yeah, well, he's in the last year of his contract. Um, it would save them six point one million dollars. In cap space, uh, and they only have one million dollars in cap space right now in Buffalo. Wide receiver is going to be a big need for them uh, because they have no one outside of Stephon Diggs. They have then they have Isaiah McKenzie, and he's going to be a free agent as well. So, and the last time the Bills have drafted a wide receiver was when they took Sammy Watkins in 2014. So, 
they really need to upgrade the receiver position because Josh Allen needs people to throw to. You know, yeah. if, if it's the Stephon Diggs show in Buffalo, Buffalo's going to fall real hard because Josh Allen's not going to have any targets and they're just going to load up on the defensive blitz. Um, you know, it, and it's very interesting too because this is a very weak draft. Yes, this is this is a, a garbage draft. A lot of people are looking just at you know at the at the power position as in quarterbacks, but I don't really see too many receivers. I I think this is going to be a defensive heavy draft where there's going to be sleepers everywhere on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, you're going to find very few sleepers on offense in the later rounds, though. Yeah, I mean, there were eight there were eight receivers uh, this year at the Combine that had a, 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 a sub-4.40 a, a four, four time, you know, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Um, but, you know, and, and so it's – but it, there's really not a lot of names out there this year. You know, there's really not a lot of names out there. The top-ranked receiver didn't even run at the combine. Drake London from USC still working right. his way back from that uh, that fractured right ankle. Um, mm-hmm. But then you got you know Penn State's uh, Dotson out of Penn State and Burks out of Arkansas. You know, really not a lot. You know, uh, the best receiver or the fastest receiver at the combine, I believe, was uh, Baylor's uh, Tyquan Thornton. You know, so it's going to be very interesting this draft this year because not a lot of uh, big-name quarterbacks, not a lot of receivers, you know, going to be very interesting. This is a very talent, underwhelming talent draft, and that there's a lot of teams that need talent. We may end up seeing a lot of teams that can't rebuild, retool, and regun next year, um, and it may just be a lot of the same for a lot of teams. Well, if Dallas is one of those teams, though, because Dallas is getting rid of their their receiver, who could be their number one receiver, like yeah. when, like he's essentially could be their number one receiver at any point in the damn season. So I mean, then again, I mean, it's Dallas was three games better than the next best team in their division, right? Uh, I don't really see a lot coming out of Philly. I don't see a lot coming out of Washington next year, and I don't see a lot coming out of the Giants next year. So this may be the season that mm-hmm. Dallas can say, you know what, Let's we, we could be bad and still be good. Because if Zeke plays like the back of his football card and Dak plays like the back of his football card, I think the Cowboys still have a better team than the Philadelphia Eagles the, uh, the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants right now. I'm over it. I'm over Zeke. Sorry. I'm so Zeke. am I. But at the end of the day, right now, we don't know what Saquon Barkley can be right now. We don't know mm-hmm. how healthy he can be. So, really, the Giants are the Daniel Jones So, And I don't really know what we're going to get out the Giants next year. They've got a lot of spots they need to fill. You know, the Eagles were good but not great. They got a lot of building to do, and the Commanders still don't have a quarterback. Um, so I do wonder who's going to be, um, I do want to know, let me see here. Um, looking at who's the, be- the NFL. Yeah. Well, while you look at the list, Matt, 
Um, Action Jackson does not have a deal yet, still. Uh, and as we stated last week, um, he is still planning on playing, but how how's this going to affect the team if he all of a sudden decides not to play? Well, I don't think that's an option for him, apparently, because he still plans on playing. But if he doesn't play, the Baltimore Ravens ain't worth shit. It's just clear, clear as day. He's leading that team in rushing. He's their star. He's their franchise. He doesn't play. They don't in their conference or even in their division. So, I mean, it's impediment that they, they get a deal going and they make it work. So, with Dallas um, releasing their, basically their number one receiver and letting him go, how does this look for, for Dallas with, with the weaker drafts coming up? Not too many skilled position players coming out this draft. How does Dallas kind of make a move? What did you just say? I didn't, I'm sorry, I wasn't. With Dallas, with um, Dallas releasing their number one receiver, and the draft coming up, and it's not too many skilled position players in the draft. What do you think Jerry is going to do right now in a free agency? Uh, honestly, Jerry throbs himself on the draft. He does really, he does real, real good when it comes to drafting. You know his talent. He has a young core. He always, you know, goes young anyway. So I mean, even with the with with the with the Zeke thing going on, he still has Tony Pollock in the back. So I mean, I, I don't. I think Jerry's going to do what Jerry always does. He's going to find a diamond in the rough in the draft, and he's going to implement them into that that you know that Cowboys way being America's team and all, and he's going to do what he can do. I don't see them going far. They, I mean, honestly, with the team they have, even with Amari Cooper gone, they're still a threat. So, I mean, it's all a matter of what he does and and what, what Mike McCarthy pulls off, honestly. I mean, you, got, you got some really good receivers in the free agent market. Devontae Jesus. Adams is a free agent. Chris Godwin's a free agent. Mike Williams. Um, Allen Robinson. Juju uh, Juju Smith Schuster's a free agent. Uh, so AJ Green is going to be a free agent. So you've got some talent out there on the wide receiver free agent market that you could probably bring in. But again, they're going to need to save as much money as possible if they want to sign somebody to a contract because these guys are going to require some big money contracts. Um, some of these free agents, though. So, Something I want to bring up has nothing to do with the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, going over the free agency list reminded me of, of something I read earlier this week. Apparently, because of how weak the draft is, do you know who the number one talked about quarterback for teams looking for a quarterback next season has been right now? Who? Mitchell Trubisky. Jesus Lord has literally been the number one talked about quarterback around teams looking for quarterbacks next season. I, I, I don't want to stand it. It, 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 oh my gosh. I mean, outside no of, we don't know what's happening with Russ. We don't know what's happening with Rogers. I mean, the quarterback, the quarterback, um, class in free agency is terrible. Um, Winston, Bridgewater, Mariota, Tyrod Taylor, Cam Newton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
Jacoby Brissett, Mitch Trubisky. You know, like that's your free agency market with quarterbacks, uh, unless Green Bay does something with Rodgers and 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 or Seattle does something with with Russ. Yikes! Oh, you just mentioned our, our final topic. Russ is his ass staying in Seattle? Pete Carroll thinks so. I don't think so. Matt is is Russ going on to greener pastures? And I mean greener as in like the Green Bay Packers. If his wife has anything to say about it, yeah. Ooh, happy wife, happy life, right? And shit in Washington. <laughs> just, I'd rather be. I ain't gonna lie. I'd rather be in Seattle than Green than, than Wisconsin, though. I think it, I, if if Russell Wilson goes anywhere, mm-hmm. I really feel like it would either be New Orleans mm-hmm. or can I say San Francisco? I don't know. I think Russ gonna go with the niggas is at <laughs> Nola. I just think he's gonna go more or less where it benefits his family and his career. I mean, even New York is even an option. The Giants would need him. Wrong or right? So, I mean, the problem I have with the Giants. I think they're committed to trying to see if they can get something out of Daniel Jones, especially hiring Brian Dable, uh, who's known to, you know, he he was the one who kind of resurrected Josh Allen's career. The, the problem with the Giants is that it is the whole pieces thing. Like, they're going to, fl- they, if they're thinking about flipping Saquon. Um, they're receiving core with with, with, with Galladay and and Ingram and um, who else? What was that? Yeah, um, well, they're receiving core. Didn't play the best this season. Um, do we put that on Daniel Jones not being able to get the ball to them because of the offensive line? Do we get them give it to them for dropping passes because Ingram dropped a lot of passes again? Um, do we blame it on Saquon not being healthy? Again, this evening. Man, but if I'm Russell, yeah, but if I'm Russell Wilson, and I'm, I'm, I don't think I would go to New York. If, if I'm going to New York, it's solely, solely like the same reason that people say LeBron went to LA. My That's media stuff is there. Yeah, it would make them an immediate contender. It would. I think so, but I think the pieces around him have to fit. So if you get Russell Wilson, you need to get a new offensive line. Like he has a Super Bowl. Team. He has a Super Bowl ring. There's no oh, yeah. denying. There's no denying how good to great Russell Wilson is. Pending if he has an offensive line that protects him, I mean, we nobody denies that he's not good. It's just a matter of again, happiness. And 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 in your career, I mean, some people do certain things, and they thrive better outside their career. It is what it is. Like I said, he's already reached the American dream. He's won a Super Bowl already. He has nothing really to prove. I don't think anybody ever really looked at Russell Wilson and thought, "Oh, he was going to be, you know, Marino or or or, or the Mannings or Tom Brady or nothing." He, I don't think that was his goal. I think his goal. He ultimately achieved already. Now is more or less trying to make a make a comfortable living, and then start looking to things post, you know, the NFL. Because again, his I know we like wrestling. We'll we'll say like this thing called a bump card. I don't know if anybody's ever really heard it. I know Pete knows, Dre knows, I know. But um, 
you have a hit card in football too, and Russell Wilson gets hit a lot. So I mean, I think he needs to really start thinking about maybe the latter part of his career. And if he does move to New York or say Atlanta, that again, Atlanta is Sierra. That's his wife. That's his wife's town and 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 happy wife, happy life. You want to go to where yeah, I would go to Atlanta. I mean, he would, I mean, the I would go to Atlanta. I still think they they have not they they're very committed to Matt Ryan. Uh and listen. Matty Ice being listen, Matty Ice, even up in his age, he still was, I believe, in the top 15 of quarterbacks this year. Um, so I mean, Matt Ryan isn't the Matt Ryan he used to be, but he's still a serviceable quarterback. I'd still take Matt Ryan to win me games versus some of the quarterbacks that are in the league right now on some other teams. Um, and, and, and let's talk about just how much of a god. Russell Wilson would be revered as if he were able to come to New York and win a Super Bowl for the Giants or bring the Giants back to the promised land. Um, I mean, this is a New York is a is is a market where it's just like you can make the playoffs, you can get us to a Super Bowl. Hell, you could win us a Super Bowl. We will put you on our shoulders for life. Okay. Um, so I mean. If the, if the Giants were able to keep their receivers, I know they're interested in bringing back Sterling Shepard on a reworked deal. If, if they keep Galladay, if you were to get Russell Wilson and you were to get something, some semblance of what Saquon used to be, listen, that could be a dangerous team with a even Saquon Barkley at 80% of what he used to be, Russell Wilson throwing the ball to Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard. Listen, it's no DK Met, it's no GJ Metcalf, but it's it's two really good receivers, okay? And a really good running back even if he's at 80%. Um and, and I do like a lot of the coaches that they hired. I like the I like the addition of Wink Martindale as their defensive coordinator. That's a big move that's not that got understated. You know, that man had the Ravens in the top 10 in defense every year. I think the thing about uh, you mentioned the Ravens. I think the Ravens are always going to be a good defensive team regardless. Like they have the spirit of of Ray Lewis in them every year. I don't know how, I don't know why, but they they always do. But is that a team you can see hey, would hey, hear me out. Jackson doesn't have a deal. Could you see Russell Wilson coming over to Baltimore. It's dead. Like, Matt, what do you think? Because Jackson doesn't have a deal, and Russ is still on, you know, Russ might be on, a, I think he's on the final year's deal. Or he, I believe he Jackson couple- does have a, he has a deal. It's just a matter of the extension on his deal. He's still there, mm-hmm. technically. Like, I think he even had, he could play another season or two. Like, it's just a matter of they want to extend him. And it's, and it's more or less about the money and the terms and what's guaranteed. And I don't think Lamar Jackson is unhappy in Baltimore. I think more or less he's just trying to and, – and I hear he's representing himself too, which is strangely odd. But from Pete, I don't know if – is that accurate? He's, he's representing himself, right? I believe he is. So, yeah, I think he's just – I don't know. I guess he's trying to find more like pull – 
within the organization because you know how a lot of quarterbacks, especially like elite quarterbacks, they have more say so on you know roster spots and weapons and you know like the additional help. He, I mean, he needs weapons, and everybody's sitting there like looking at Lamar Jackson and thinking that he doesn't have an arm because he doesn't really have much to 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 throw to. That he's always on the run. So I mean, maybe that that's his pull. Maybe he wants more money. Maybe he wants the Josh Allen deal. Maybe he wants more than Josh Allen. Maybe he wants the Patrick Mahomes deal. Again, he's won the MVP. He ain't win. He ain't won the Super Bowl. He ain't get far. He ain't get to the conference or nothing. But you know, he's still considered one of the top ten, if not five, quarterbacks in the league right now. It's arguably five. I don't see him as top five. I think he's top ten. I mean. I think probably, after this season he fell out. I think he's fell, fell falling out the top five this season, um, based on you know his play, but also you know if we're gonna you know give him the excuse of not having receivers, it is a valid, it is a valid excuse for not having anybody to throw the damn ball to. You can only throw it to his damn tight end, and his butt so many times they're gonna let you throw to your tight end. So, um, but. Back on Russell Wilson, um, Pete Carroll thinks he's staying. And I, I posed this question, to, um, I don't know, maybe 20 episodes ago or so. Um, who goes first? Is it Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll? Well, if they want to keep Russell Wilson, they better get rid of Pete Carroll. Hmm. Pete Carroll's a defensive mind coach. That's all he thinks about his defense, which is not a bad thing. It's it's beneficial, but have they really had any leeway on their defense since the Legion of Boom, honestly? Pete, you probably right. answer that better than me. <laughs> I mean, listen, if I'm Pete Carroll, I, listen, I agree with what Pete Carroll has said. He has no intention of trading Russell Wilson, and I wouldn't. I'd want to build, I want to build around him. They were seven and ten. They were seven and ten. They need pieces. They they, they the Legion of Boom was great. They never really reinvented themselves. They were able to still do some things with, you know, bringing Marshawn back a couple of times. But the Seahawks haven't had an identity since the Legion of Boom. That's been the biggest thing. Seahawks have not had an identity. Um, if I'm if I'm Seattle, Russell goes before Carroll because I think. Russell has the most depre- is the most is the more depreciating asset. Mm. Okay. You bring in a new coach, you're gonna change a lot more. You're gonna change a lot of aspects about that team, right? There's a lot of movement that's gonna be done. You trade Russell Wilson, you can bring things in. So then if you get rid of your coach, at least you have a bank. Right. At least you have a bank for that new coach to build to. Um, but listen, Carroll's won there. Wilson's 33 years old. He's, he's still pretty young. He's been only been in the NFL for 10 years. He does have a no trade clause. And Wilson has said he wants to stay in Seattle. He has two years and $51 million remaining on the extension he signed back in 2019. Right. You know, they got to get him some help. They got to get him a running back. They got to get him another wide receiver. They've got to get him some help out there. I think Seattle is only a couple of pieces away from being a really, really good team again. I really think they are. Um, 
Now, if they were to trade Russell Wilson, that to me is them pushing the button and saying, we need to rebuild. We need to rebuild yeah. the culture of this team. We need to rebuild how this team looks, the way that we play, what we're looking at doing. But I think they would give Pete Carroll some time to do that. Um, I think if Pete Carroll leaves Seattle, he leaves because he decides to leave, not because Seattle gets rid of him. I agree. Agreed, agreed. So, um, shouts to the Drop Chains Network. By the time you hear this, um, the viewing party have, would, would have already been done for the um, AEW. Um, also, um, as we speak about wrestling real quick, um, two seconds before we end the show, um, shouts to Pat McAfee and, and Vince McMahon. Um, that was a great interview. That was an amazing interview. I didn't even hear it yet. I got to hear it. Take your time to listen. I'm I'm halfway through it, and it's still like, it's an amazing interview. Like, it's like you you know when, like like we we've never seen Vince like that in a in an open forum. We haven't seen Vince like that in an open forum. And uh, I I was watching Raw the other day, and remember Austin Theory bringing up the Peter Vesey thing, <laughs> where he was going back and forth with him, but um. No, this was really good. This was a really good um, interview. I, I must say that everybody should watch it when they get a chance. Um, but shout out to the Job Tips Network, AEW Viewing Party. By the time you you listen to this, it would have been a very uh, big success. Uh, so shout out to them. Um, shout out to us here at the Year Sports Show, all of us here. Shout out to um, Sazone Talk. And his own sessions, they just um, his own sessions just had an episode that dropped recently. So check them out. Shout out to Two and a Half Bros. Happy birthday, Lawrence, Mister uh, Mister. Hit up with the wee wee. Uh, it feels weird for me saying it. He he better off saying it. But <laughs> um, shout out to Roro. Shout out to Wilkins. Shout out to Amanda. Shout out uh, Janelle. Shout out. Everybody on the network, every damn body on the damn network. So, for the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado, who clearly shoots the ball better than Ben Simmons. For Queen Tay, for Mr. I am missing an organ, and um, he hasn't decided to tell the world which organ it is, and Pete thought that his wife cut his wee-wee off. But that's that's another story for another day. Imagine your focus on wee-wees. It's kind of weird. It, it, it is weird. I'm not focused on Wee Wee's. That, that is my man's Lawrence, you know, Mr. Hitter with the Wee Wee's. That, that's, his, that's his thing. Wee Wee's is his thing. <laughs> it is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. Peace. <laughs>